Is everyone making their way into the thing? That's 4 p.m. Okay. So, would like to welcome everybody, but it's not intro time. Before I start my little thing, uh, welcome everybody if you're just making it in. We have not started the show yet. Changing the format up just a little bit because I'm kind of getting tired of doing the movie quote thing. So here's what we're going to do instead. Today, instead of a movie quote, I'm going to ask the print fam a question because I'm interested to know what you, what you guys like, what you guys think, what you're into. Today's question is simple, and I want to know what you as printers what brand and style of t-shirt you guys prefer as printers which one next level 3600 next level 6210 gildan i just want to know which one you guys are into so while we're doing the intro and the introduction and all that stuff let me know in the comments which ones you guys prefer and i'm going to touch on it a little bit later in uh, my fucking meantime oh hang on I got to crack my Corona. See, so I've essentially quit drinking, but on live feed day, on podcast day, I allow myself two Corona lights as a present for having the guts to go live. Because I got to tell you, going live is insanely scary. And enough about me. Let's roll the motherfucking intro. yippee ki yo print family what's happening y'all know the routine my name's cam owner of monument limited a print shop in phoenix arizona uh, and in the print life live podcast we talk about news we talk about business talk about whatever i want to talk about and then at the end of all that we do a Q&A with whoever is tuned in to the live chat on youtube so welcome and thank you for joining the show um, that's pretty much a wrap on the intro. As always, I like to take a second before the show starts and hit up the chat and just say what's up to everybody. So as y'all know, I'm going to work my way down the list. This is also kind of a shout out. So everyone that's live in the chat, I'm shouting out their YouTube channel. So Alan Defy, what's happening? The Fish. This is new. What's going on, the fish? Uh, Design Gnome, welcome back. No. No. That shit is confusing that, that you named your channel No, N-O, all lowercase. It's like I don't even know how to address it when I'm saying what's up to you. But no. How's it going? Good to see you again. Crawley Print Shop, welcome. Donnie Michael, Welcome. Uh, thank you for letting me know there's no delay. So I think I got that delay issue licked. Bigfoot Sam, welcome. Uh, Carlos Cesares, welcome back. Good to see you again. Rye Beats, welcome. George Leon Fitness, what's going on? Uh, George Leon Fitness, I don't know if you saw my most recent vlog, but I was picking on fitness people a little bit. It was all in good fun. Don't be mad at me. <clears throat> uh... Joseph Zabix. What's up, man? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm sure I butchered that. Jor Flex McKenzie, welcome back. Jason Inns, welcome as always. It's good to see you, my friend. 
uh pete nielsen nice to see you flex mckenzie cj welcome back ron waller welcome back i think i already said yeah what's up to flex firefly welcome press shop welcome george i said hi said hi said hi i think we got it it's the most i can do everyone else i'm probably going to start doing repeats on welcome so uh, mystic focus welcome back Bezel bubbles welcome i'm a gorilla welcome the era yo 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 okay i think i got you oh clear-cut graphics welcome as well everybody that's here thank you so much for joining uh, now i gotta do this this stupid thing where i plug all my social media just real quickly it's really irritating but it's gotta happen so if you're new i'm just giving you a social media reminder go to instagram and twitter Follow me at Cam Irvin. That's C-A-M-E-A-R-V-E-N. Uh, also, of course, make sure you're subscribed to The Print Life on YouTube. And make sure you have dinged that damn bell so you're notified when I upload. Uh, also, make sure you've sent a request to the Facebook group. It's new. I'm not really interacting on it a whole lot, but I'm hoping one of you guys will be my moderator soon enough. But make sure to send a request to The Print Life on Facebook. That's our group. Mm, is there anything else I need to shout out socially? Yeah, no, not that I know of. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I did want to do one more thing. Hang on one second. I got to go grab something. Alex! All right, he got, you know, I ran that contest and honestly, I didn't think that we would even get 24 people to actually leave a content and comment and enter. I hope you guys shared the video because that was the whole point was to get you to share the shit on social media to get me to grow a little bit long, a little bit wider. I wasn't able to confirm it, but if I shout your name out here or if you left a comment on my most recent vlog, the full length vlog, not that little promo video. Please go share it for me because we're trying to get this channel to grow. The print fam needs to get bigger. The bigger the community is, the more information we share amongst each other, the better the industry as a whole becomes. So make sure you're sharing my content. Get crazy with it, dude. Spam your motherfucking, your Facebook home feed. Spam it with my stuff because I need you to do it. But I'm going to run down the list on the shout out everybody who is getting a shirt. I, I should have sent you an Instagram direct message, but I'm going to go down the list. Bigfoot screen printing, you're in. Management beard care, you're in. King Lamar, you're in. Marker 11, you're in. Mystic Focus, Dan L, George Leon Fitness, Alan Defy, Sunny Gray, Alive Design and Printing, Mike B, Space Sloth, Michael Maxwell, Bezel Bubbles, Kevin Mosher, Chris Andrews, Ride Beats, Ernest Alston, Longview Garage, who is one of the first people that found my channel on youtube so longview garage it's got a special place in my heart uh carlos cesares patrick duff tate tuttle johnny r and one more i went to 25 just because he was in canada and i asked him if that was cool and he said well let me give you a michigan address and i said okay so this is resurrection design co so 25 people got it the first 25 that were in the comments uh thank you guys so much for doing the thing um, I'm gonna be shipping them. I'm gonna be printing them and vlogging the print tomorrow, and they'll be shipped out by Monday. I love you guys. The print fam is crushing. And if you're just tuning in now, thank you guys for joining. Uh, we're just doing the introductions and all that good stuff. 
Uh, make sure to watch it back so that you follow my social crap. Anyway, review and now I'm going to get in here and I want to review your answers from the question I asked before the show started. Um, okay. So I'm starting to see the answers here. So Design Gnome seems to like Bella and Canvas. Yeah, I'm I'm a f I don't per yeah, I don't personally like Bella and Canvas because I'm tall and thin. Next level is my preference. I also love the Anvil 780. The Anvil 780 is perfect in my opinion. District. Sanmar, huh? Sanmar's district. Okay, yeah, they're good. I know they're really affordable too. Bella, next level 3600. Donnie Michael, I'm with you on that. The 3600 and the Anvil 780 are the bomb. Jason Inns likes the Anvil 980. And Toltex, yeah, dude. I, I want, I want, I. That was weird. I said, I want, I want to do, I want to carry Toltex. Uh, and now it just it just completely slipped my brain the other one. Yeah, Toltex is supposed to be really good though. Very good for the streetwear community. Uh Gildan the eight Gildan G eight hundred, huh? I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, thirty six hundred, I'm right there with you. Flex McKenzie likes the Gildan five thousand. So here's something funny. I don't know. Y'all may or may not know this about me, but I'm super hardcore into streetwear. I don't wear all the gear. Uh, I don't I'm not I don't represent fashion, but I love fashion as a whole For the longest time in the streetwear game. It was all about slim fitting like fitted t-shirts like the next level 3600 well It's gone back to like that 80s early 90s style of boxy short fitting tees with the drop shoulder so the Gildan 5000 in the streetwear community now is more popular and considered a better t-shirt than the next level 3600 crazy right yeah any hype beasts if you know what a hype beast is you may or may not uh but any a hype beast right now will pick a gildan 5000 over a next level 3600 every time i know what the fuck but that's, that's, the, that's the way it works and they'll also pick the bella and canvas now because of the boxy wider wider cut so even skinny kids like me want boxy wide really wide shoulders short swear i don't know but yeah, cool. So the Gilded 5000 is actually a good choice right now from a fashion standpoint. Gildan, yeah, man. Right now, Gildan's where it's out, where it's at. Something's wrong with my brain. Gildan, and I like the Gildan 2000 better. It's a little bit heavier, uh, and I feel like it has a little bit slimmer of a fit. And yeah, Ride Beat says he likes the All Style. Me too, man. I would love, I would love All Style more if they would slim down the neck profile and. I'm sure, as you know, the black T-shirts fade to gray after about two washes. But I still love their fit. Live Virgin. I'm a gorilla. Oh, so I'm a gorilla. This is your first time here. Welcome in, my friend. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I think we got all of our answers. Oh, yeah. Carlos says he likes Canvas and Next Level. Bella, baby. Yeah, so it seems to come down to between Bella and Canvas, Next Level, and Gildan, which is which is about right. And partially the reason I ask is I'm thinking about limiting our lineup. Right now, if you go to monumentlimited.com, you'll see all of it. 
we got it all there, man. We got it all there. And there's tons of options. And what I found is our clients get confused because there's so much to choose from. So I'm strongly considering taking it down to the big three plus any specialty brands and limiting it to that. I think it would make it easier for people to make a choice. But yeah, I think it's it's Bella, Gildan, Next Level. And uh, once Gildan puts American Apparel back on the lineup, I think American Apparel. And I do. I love all style as well. All right, guys. So that's going to be the end of the thing thing with the thing thing. And y'all know what time it is in. It means it's motherfucking news time. And do, 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 do. It's time for the Print Life News. Welcome to the Print Life News, guys. Today, literally, nobody, and I do mean nobody, submitted any shop news. I'm disappointed in you guys because I want your news, man. I want your news. But instead of doing industry news, instead of doing anything like that, if you've been watching the vlogs, you know that I got some shit going on. So I figured I would I would um, bring it up today and maybe maybe have a dialogue with y'all in the chat. So feel free to try to keep the chat limited to just what I'm talking about right now so that I can address it as it happens. Uh, if you saw in the vlogs, uh, we got our space and we lost our space. And I guess I want to share with you guys how I'm feeling about it first and foremost. A little bit of backstory. We've been in this this space right here. It's about two thousand square feet for five years. It's, it's been a great space. Love it. Love the landlord. Love every, love everything about it. I even love all my neighbors. One when one of my neighbors found out that I was moving into this new space, which is directly below him, all of a sudden he's not such a lovable character. He's actually kind of a crybaby, and the cryberry, cryberry, the crybaby, uh, let it known right away that we were going to have a problem if i moved in down there and i listened to his concerns and what i did is as soon as he told me this shit i i got in touch with the landlord and the next day i had a conversation with the landlord and the information that i got from him from the landlord was i i mean all i wanted was him to say you know what cam i understand he's making threats but i got your back you know you're gonna pay us you're gonna pay us rent we're gonna be good as long as you do it between this time and this time and you keep the noise levels below what the legal ordinances is and you know that all equipment is designed to stay below that noise ordinance like the compressors and shit so it would have been fine but he's i wanted him to just say if you do all that i got your back no matter what complaints he gets he'll go before you go well the landlord wasn't willing to do that uh and he even laid out some scenarios in which case he would make me leave instead of the existing tenant. For instance, if the existing tenant says was able to provide doctor's notes stating that he feels like shit, then he's going to side with the existing tenant because of the smell. A lot of crap. I'm not. I don't even feel like going into all of it, but it made me feel really insecure with the decision. And because I'm now feeling insecure with the decision, I just back the hell out of it. We're going to stay here. That's it. Um. And once that happened, I kind of like yesterday, especially or the the vlog that I did yesterday. I think you might have seen that I was really I just looked like I was out the game, not interested over the shit. And I was yesterday, but today I woke up with a new lease on the situation, and uh, I do agree. 
Faya Fly says, fuck that guy. I agree. I told him to go fuck himself today when he came into my office. Literally told him to go fuck himself. And it was a whole thing. But now that it's done, I look, I, I'm reevaluating our space. And our space is extremely affordable. Super, super cheap. It's, some might say, it's 1100 a month. Uh, but electricity is included so it's like a smoking deal when it comes to, to to the whole thing and i have other plans in terms of like our retail spaces so what we're more than likely going to do is rip these offices out just bring in a small automatic and we're going to bring in a little bit smaller dryer than i wanted and we're just going to move forward as usual and start looking for our, for our spaces um our retail spaces so Yesterday I was bummed. Today I'm feeling good about it. So that's the news within the shop. Uh, and those are my my plans moving forward. Just to hang here. Try to maximize the space. And then just get get our shop to a point where we're, we have so much profit at the end of the month. And we have so much income that we don't necessarily need the best deal in town. Which I do got to tell you again. That space, it's the best deal in town. It was exactly, he would have been asking $1,700 a month for 4,000 square feet, electricity included. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy. But you can't deal with it. And, and the, the, the leasee that's upstairs has been here for 15 years. What he, He's kind of the sheriff of the place. What he says goes. So let me know what you guys think about the situation in the comment. Uh, and let me address some of the comments you guys have here. Yeah, I know, man. Okay, so, you know, I can tell everybody's pretty much on my side with the thing. But we do have to be, you have to be slightly, he's been here 15 years. And he's lived there for 15 years. It is illegal. He's in a commercial space, but it's kind of been hush-hush. And he's just worried about the sound and the smells. And I... I understand his point of view, but at the same time, I'm in the same boat you are. Like, fuck that guy. But Jason N says the and then this is so Jason says, good choice. Who needs that headache? And and you know what, brother, I'm with you. Even if the price is amazing, which it is, the price is it's the low it's the lowest game in town. Nineteen, or I'm sorry, seventeen hundred a month, four thousand square feet, electricity included, best game in town. But it's useless if you can't stay, if you get kicked out, if the landlord says you got to go, right? It's useless. doesn't matter. If you can't do what you need to do, it's better off paying the traditional cost of about twenty five to 3500 here in Phoenix for 4,000 square feet plus electricity, $4,000, and not have to deal with that kind of shit. So that's where I'm at with it, guys. Um, and that is the screen printing news of the day. See how I did that? This is the kind of stuff I want you guys to report to me about your shop. Let's be open and honest with each other. Let's let each other know what is actually going down. Let's not put on a front and pretend like everything is golden. Because for me, it's not golden right now. And I want to be honest with you guys. But I want this kind of news from you as well. News done. On to the... Uh, what's, what's usually the next part? I forgot. Um... It's the business topic of the day. Yay. Today I I've been I haven't 
even been researching business topics. I'm writing bullet point lists like this, and I'm just riffing on it. Because the, the first bunch of episodes, when I would do it, I would really dive in. And I had like two pages of talking points and things. But I'm just trying to get better at riffing off bullet points so that this is more of an efficient show. So it's not as much of a problem to keep it going. By the way, if you're just tuning in, my name is Cam. Welcome to the Print Life Live podcast. Feel free to ask your questions in the chat. I try to keep up with them. But at the moment, we're just in the... um the uh business topic of the day portion so save your questions uh until i tell you to, to fire them in and right now just listen to my business topic and enjoy the show and i'm really happy that you're here and i'm honored that you're taking a half hour to an hour out of your day to listen to this goofy face chat at your beautiful faces let's get into it uh today on the business topic of the day we're gonna talk about DTG and its place in the screen printing industry. I know. I know, I know, I know. We all think it sucks. We all think it's shit. Uh, and uh, Joseph says I have a voice of an angel when I sing my, um, my, what do you call those, transition screens? And I agree, man. My voice is, it's there. It's there. It's time for America, America, nah, never mind. But what I want to talk about is direct-to-garment printing. And you know what? I Even when I was looking at automatics, and I am, I'm full-blown looking at them, and I'm, and I'm trying to make my final decision. Love the rocks. M&R, you can't go wrong with it. Anatol, I loved them, and I was really, really set on going with the Anatol Volt because it was all electric. Uh, but like I love all electric I love it but at the end of the day your print shop always has air requirements you have it for blowing out screens you have it for spraying uh, uh, water-based adhesive through a gun uh, every shop you're always gonna have requirements for air and after talking with some really experienced print people air regulation uh, gives you certain gives a little bit better print than just having a, a only the height adjustment to adjust your squeegee pressure, which is what the Anatol Volt does. I don't know if that's true or not. I can't speak on the Volt because I don't know how bad it would be. But here's the thing: we're not talking about that. I, I'm I'm looking at I was looking at Anatol, but they're completely off the table because of this thing. DTG in its current state is shit. We all know this. In its current state, they're using modified Epson print heads. Some of the bigger companies are starting to make their own systems. But at the end of the day, it's all just modified existing print heads. But things are changing. And one of the things that I've, I'm seeing is the big man, the big whatever, the big three, big four, MHM, MNR, Rock, which is a huge company, actually. I just didn't realize how big it is. And then... um. There's one more. I can't think about it right now. Actually, it's it's the uh, it's the Cornet, but Cornet is doing this thing that can go on any press. But what they're doing is making modular DTG machines that go over a station on an automatic screen printing press. Now, what this allows is no need for white on the print head, which is infamous for clogging. The white is what ruins direct-to-garment printers. Uh, but what you do is you screen print the base with a special type of ink. 
and then you do the D uh, it goes to a station where the DTTG is on your automatic and it prints the thing in like really quick done then on top of that you can you can still print your spot colors if you need a bright red or a bright blue which DTG cannot create no matter what you do those even those complex CMYKs the eight color whatever they are with the lights and the, they can't reproduce a bright red but with this process you can do it all which would make a situation where if you are going to set up a 10 color simulated process you'll scrap that you'll do a base you'll do a dtg to get all of the sim and then you'll do spot colors over the top of that to get your bright reds your bright bright greens your bright blues it'll cut down on setup it will cut down on costs uh, everything will be better in my opinion so I don't the more that I look at it screen printing isn't gonna go away because all the DCGs all of them even the high-end corneas struggle with that white and the pre-treatment and all of these things but if you utilize screen print and they also no matter how good they are they struggle with the bright colors the bright reds the black the bright blues the bright greens but when you combine the two worlds into a single unit and Cornet is creating a system where it just goes on to whatever press it'll even work on a manual press now they're on the right track now they're figuring things out where it will work and my opinion at this point this is just the, the business topic of the day i predict that within the next 10 15 years that that simulated spot might just disappear and be replaced by a single head on your 10 10 color automatic and any big colors will just be printed by one of these dtgs that floats over your palette that's I this is where I see it going and this is where DTG will exist in the high production market this is where it's gonna happen man and look into it look at all the videos on YouTube look at these cornets and the MH MNR has one MHM has one rock is developing one they're making it to where it's easy to change out the print heads like you can just have them on stock and if something does go go wrong it's just bloop doop doop new print head done so I do see it going that way so anybody who's getting into the game man keep it keep it in mind I, I think that it if at some point we're all gonna have to make that transition and accept it to compete in the market but I'll bet you those independent machines are a hundred grand I'll bet you they are I bet you they're a hundred grand scary we all got to get into a whole other world man I'm so new he sounds like he's speaking French I'm a gorilla so is it because of the stuff the technical stuff I'm talking about or do I have a weird accent <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah so that that was my business topic of the day I, I'm not gonna go into too much detail on it uh, let's see what you guys think let me know in the chat and, and um, maybe I will have some responses to what you think uh, again so Design Gnome thinks that DTG should be for less than 20 runs. In its current state, in the current market, I completely agree. But I think that this is going to change in the next 10, 15 years. I think that you will see that anything that exceeds, I'm just going to spitball here. Uh, well, anything, I think pretty much anything that is going to utilize simulated or CMYK is going to be replaced by DTG on an automatic screen printing press and you got to see these things that i'm talking about 
uh i'm not talking about your dtg desktop pieces i'm talking about these modules that go over your palettes on your existing screen printing press in case i wasn't clear this is where the market's going these tabletop things i think they're done i just don't think that they they'll work in the malls they'll work at kiosks but that's going to be where they exist custom retail dtg viper that one actually looked interesting to me because it actually has an ink recirculator but I don't know, maybe not. Uh, if you guys are just joining in, thank you. I'm just doing my business topic of the day right now. And today's business topic was a little bit about the future of direct-to-garment printing in the screen printing industry and my views on it. So I've wrapped it now, though. We're done with that sucker. And uh, if y'all don't know, once my business topic of the day is done, uh sometimes i do a print shop shout out but i don't have one this week an instagram print shop shout out but you guys just keep in mind if you find some an instagram profile that is awesome that's doing some kind of screen printing that's just out of this world if you look at some of my past live feeds i've i've uh, featured some amazing printers that are just doing things out of the ordinary if you stumble onto somebody like that hit me on the dm on instagram so that i can make sure to shout them out on this but today we don't have one which means it is time for the motherfucking Q&A. It's actually called the Wednesday Q&A with Cam Irvin and Monument Limit on the Print Life Live podcast. So now's the time, guys. Start submitting me your questions, and we can talk about pretty much whatever we want. Whoa, no. Cam, there's the Aon DTG printer, 800 pieces per hour. That's crazy. Can't be. Longview Garage, man, I just sent you a DM. You're getting my shirt, your shirt. Your shirt will be shipping out on Monday. I DM'd you on Instagram. Everyone who got one, I hit you on the DM, and I also shouted you out. So Longview, you need to go back to the beginning and watch it because I did shout you out. Everyone got shouted out if you got one. It was the first 24, but I jumped it up to 25 because somebody from Canada gave me a, a, a U.S. address. Worst decision? Peter Bryant. DTG Viper was the worst decision of his life. Good to know. Okay. Ugh, shit, huh? Why? What was the big what was the problem with it? What what was the real issue with one of these things? Where does it go wrong? Yeah, is the Aeon the Aeon so this is from No. Again, man, screen name. Uh change it. I can't I can't even shout you out properly. But no says there's the aeon dtg printer does 800 pieces per hour is this one of those that goes over your automatic screen printing press or is this an all-in-one unit like the corny or something like that because 800 pieces per hour that's crazy i can't imagine that it's probably a huge belt type of thing or something uh long view garage if you were a hot dog would you eat yourself uh Probably. Aeon. I have no, I don't have a clever response to that because I'm not even sure what that means, dude. But yeah, I think I'm pretty tasty at the end of the day. Sure. Uh, Okay. Michael Maxwell has got a beginner question. He says, you use a flash dryer to cure. Conveyor dryers aren't cheap. You can, absolutely. One of the things I found if you're curing with a flash dryer is after you've done the print and you've done all your flashes and you're doing the final cure, just lift it off the palette so that it gives kind of that air gap between the garment and the palette 
and the thing and you'll be good to go yeah I, I have found that it cures easier if you snap it off the uh, the adhesive but yeah you could do it that's what we do on the live stuff buzzle bubbles cam slid into your dms long view garage just messing with you i know dude i get i know don't sweat it don't sweat it i'm just uh being weird and i really wanted to have a smart ass response to it but my my brain went blank and so i didn't have nothing clever to throw out there no matter how badly i wanted to it just didn't come i'm still bummed about it so let's not rub it in okay uh, you guys this is the part especially on the podcast where if you're listening and not watching I have a tendency to like you know read the messages under my breath and then if you're listening to the podcast it's super annoying so I'm going to try not to do that today Tim McElhinney says what screen manufacturers do you use have you used screens from gold up USA Nope. I is that's I don't know. I don't know what the hell the, our screen manufacturers are. We uh run static frames. When we need them to be restretched, we take them to our local supply house and they restretch them for us. I don't know the brand of the mesh, I don't know the brand of the frames. It's a good question. How did you pick your shop location? This is from Design Gnome. Cost-based, distance from vendors, strictly cost-based uh and we i was desperately looking for a commercial space that had electricity included and i found this place purely by luck because they pretty much don't exist and the second i found that i was i was on it like white on rice which is why i wanted the other space it's always cost-based man it's all it's always cost-based because you are a destination so very rarely do people come to your business establishment because they were driving by they search you out when they need your services and they got no problems coming to the spot so you can kind of be out in the boondocks in terms of when they're searching for you but that's kind of not true especially in regards to the way google is is setting up their uh, search algorithm especially over the course of the last couple of years things have really changed <laughs> And that actually takes me to a, a DM that I wanted to uh, to address. Let me find it, if I can find it. All right. This is this is actually, what's his name? Ba, 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 ba. Blackout Screen Printing DM'd me on Instagram. If you're just tuning in, welcome. We're in the Q&A portion of this live feed. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Blackout Screen Printing asked me, he says, Hey Cam, got to tune into the end of the live stream today. We'll definitely be going back to rewatch. I hope you're here right now. I haven't seen you in the comments thing, but I hope you're here. Blackout screen printing. Uh, he says he finds the business side of the channel super helpful. Awesome. Uh, I, you know, again, guys, remember with this whole thing, I am not gospel. I love. I like. I'm sharing my experience, but I am learning all the time. And I'm just as much of a student as anything else. So I take all of the information that people give me and then I either regurgitate it or from my experiences, I give it out. But I'm not the end all. I'm not gospel. I just give you my opinions on it. <clears throat> uh, just don't be an asshole and correct me in the comments in a confrontational way because I can be super confrontational if you want me to be. If you could. So here's this question. I find the business uh, yeah I was wondering if you could give any tips on boosting web presence I recently launched my website 
and playing around with SEO, he's actually managed to get to the get to the top five results when Googling custom apparel in his city. But if I search custom t-shirts, my city, I'm nowhere to be found. Is that a problem with keywords? Any suggestions? There are countless problems, my friend. Uh, and because the main key phrase, not keyword, but the main key phrase in which you have chosen um, custom apparel is the key phrase you've chosen, which is probably not searched as much locally, which means you have better odds of showing up for it. If you type that in, it's still really good to be in the top. If you're on the first page of Google for any term, it's a good thing, but Google has made it easy to show up on local search. It's at this point, almost impossible to so to show up nationally with a, in a business that has only one location, unless you pay for it. And I've been doing a lot of research on it. Again, this is not gospel. This is my experience and what I have found to be the truth so far. The way Google does it is if you do all the keyword things right, like let's say your key phrase is custom apparel. You do all you you put it in the title, you put it in the H1 tag, it's in the H2 tag, it's at the beginning of your first paragraph, your second paragraph, you have it sprinkled in nine times throughout the body of the text. You have at least 300 words in that body of text. You got all that. Then they will more than likely rank you within a 10 mile radius of the person that's searching. So let's say somebody is in downtown Phoenix and they say, uh, custom apparel, you'll show up. If they're 20 miles away on the other side of town and they search custom apparel, you're not going to show up. What Google has done, again, from my experience, is based it on their GPS location on Google Maps. So the ability to do what you used to do, especially with services that are provided locally, to show up nationally is a code that no one could quite crack. Even high-level SEO people, it's... No one is really sure what the fuck to do with it right now. If you're just tuning in, thank you. We're on the Q&A, and I'm talking about SEO for your website. Um, but my experience is exactly what I just said. You can. It's easy to show up locally if somebody is searching for you within a 10, maybe 15, 20-mile radius. But after that, like if, if you're located in Arizona, and we are, and we go for custom apparel, but we're trying to show up in California under that same search term, it's not going to happen unless you have a location in California. So Google has made it to where it's location-based for most searches, especially searches around the service industry, uh, t-shirt printing, plumbing, uh, any kind of contractor services, uh, auto detailing, anything that requires somebody to show up. Or, that's the way it works, okay? And then the big national companies like Custom Inc. who always show up and search, if you notice, they, their website has at least 1,000 pages. Each page is dedicated to a specific keyword, and they have a team of people writing content every day. Just like with Google, the more content you put out, the more likely you are to possibly rank for a particular key phrase. And, and on top of that, Custom Inc., I've recently checked their stats. They spend $1 million minimum, about like anywhere between 100 and 500,000 per month in Google AdWords. And obviously, if you're spending that much per month in Google AdWords, they're also going to give you priority in the search. That's the way Google works now. You used to be able to hack the system. Now, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's doable locally. Outside of that, 
you just got to treat your co company like any other brand man like you have to pretend google doesn't exist google is no longer the magic dust that it once was you're gonna have to pay for it but you can show up locally you we still crack on our seo we do what we do everything that we can we work on it we're trying to make it the absolute best that it can to get a few more of those sales but at the end of the day it's going to come down to your google adwords if you're trying to get national business it's just the way it is man we have so for instance american print house is another local screen printer uh and they've worked on their seo a little bit they don't show up great but american print house has a great adwords campaign a paid campaign and they show up nationwide in con under contract printing because they're they have the budget they have set aside the budget to pay ten thousand dollars a month to google to show the fuck up nationwide and that's what it's going to be but again if you want to show up locally and you should always be working on seo you should constantly be throwing out pages and posts and blog posts and new pages in your website you pick key phrases like custom apparel and you have custom apparel in the title you have custom apparel in the uh um the web address you have custom apparel in the h1 the h2 the h3 tags and you have custom apparel sprinkled throughout the text of your paragraphs about seven times and you're doing everything you need to do with seo the final trick with seo and this is the, one of the hardest parts and if you have enough of these you will show up nationally but it's almost impossible to do nowadays because websites don't give do follow links but backlinks from reputable websites will shoot you to the top of Google above everything else. But again, they barely exist anymore. Even our site, when we actually give a link to another site, it's like a nofollow link. Nobody is willing to give up their link juice to another website. But that used to be the way it worked. And if you do happen to get a good link from a nice if you go into forums and you link properly you'll get some if you get a nice like let's say the um like for us uh we have the the, the new times paper if the new times website links to your to your business and it's a do follow link then you're then you'll start going up anyway okay kind of fell off track and i got i got kind of tied up there i'm done with that guys i felt i went into a rant let me get back to the chat and start finding some more questions. Good morning from Australia. Peter Bryant is here from Australia. Welcome, dude. That's amazing. All the way from an Aussie. I have been trying to nail an Australian accent, and I just I don't get it. It's impossible. It's fucking impossible. I want to be able to fake that accent so bad, dude. And I, I end up sounding like a weird pygmy or something when I say it. It's crazy. Okay. Um, if you're listening right now, I'm just going through the chat trying to find questions that I can that I can answer. Right? He used gold. Uh, I'm a gorilla. What brand of plastisol do you prefer? uh okay this is actually a good question so every brand has their good inks and their bad inks for us what we have found is when we're printing on cotton 100 percent cotton shirts for the best coverage and the easiest to print manually which is what we currently do the union bright cotton white prints easier than anything else on the market and i've tried them all the union bright cotton white has a slight puff agent though so it's a little bit thicker but we always do a flattening print so it pushes it back down and it, it becomes out really smooth uh 
in terms of actual color mixing programs we use the Wilflex pc coloring system with uh, Wilflex is cool because they have a variety of bases they have the fashion base the puff base the soft hand base the suede base they've got the high opacity base and i just found that with the pc system it's a high concentrated pigment so you could buy a quart of pigment which is a couple hundred bucks but it will it can it lasts forever because you're just using drops of it you know on a quart or a gallon of ink it's like a drop of black and it goes along it just goes a long way uh, as far as discharge we use matsui across the board pretty much we also use ryanette's galaxy uh what is it comet white is it galaxy or Com I, I don't know we use them a lot especially recently and I think, in all honesty, that that Comet White from Ryanette, when you double or triple hit it, it's a lot of labor. But if you just need the brightest, smoothest, most beautiful white print that you can get, then a water-based triple hit white is going if to... It, if it's all about quality, not so much about production time, if you triple hit that Comet White, dude, the white's beautiful. But you need a really high-tension screen to make sure you don't have any ghosting or anything like that. And again, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but those are the inks we use. Thanks for the question. Uh, I'm a gorilla. That was who asked the question. <clears throat> a lot of people use Gold Up. I, I don't even know. I don't know any brands in terms of, of meshes and screens. Uh, Creative Design Ink says, Yo, Cam, do you use your own sleeve palettes or do you buy them? What would you recommend? I used to use my own. We used to make them, but I switched everything over so that we were using M&R palettes across the board with the slider, even on our Anatol and our or on my Antec, and on and uh, so now we buy them. We buy the aluminum ones, but I do still have a homemade uh, koozie print, a koozie koozie board. You should always make them, dude. You only buy. I would make every palette until you get to a point where you just. Are tired of dealing with it because you know wood starts to warp over time and, and all this and that but i would make everything from the beginning um so that's my that's that's that okay jason n says so he's taught everyone's talking about these gold up screens somehow the chat got and he says gold up people flooded my inbox and messages had to block their asses <laughs> dude i hate i hate email i have i have been building a system in our shop to try to eliminate email i cannot stand email it's a horrible horrible thing i understand it's made business easier to conduct compared to like faxes and direct mail but i still can't stand it we're in a technological age there's got to be a better way uh Beazle bubble says with the background in design and marketing he believes with or they i'm not sure believes with all their heart that seo is chasing rainbows interesting okay based on what i was saying i think we're kind of on the same page with that uh seo does matter for local search but when it comes to any kind of national presence you're gonna have to pay for it it's just i and from my experience that's the way it works Yep, again, often you pay for Google. Yep, so we are, Bezel Bubbles and myself are on exactly the same page. With the exception that they're not really mentioning local, but Google has made it to where if you're a service-based business, they will show you locally within a 10 or 15 mile radius. This is what I've noticed. We show up with most search terms on the top five locally within our 10 or 15 mile radius. 
but outside of that, I can't even prove that. And just because you search it on your computer and you're showing up doesn't mean that if you're on someone else's computer within a 10-mile radius that you're still showing up. The whole rank thing, dude, it's based on GPS and it's kind of just craziness. What I would say is don't fall for any SEO fuckers that are approaching you saying they, that they can get you to the front of Google. At this point, Google is creating a situation where you can't game the system anymore. From my experience again this is not gospel just my experience george leon fitness is a noob starting with a home print kit was wondering what kind of ink is best to use when i only have access to a heat gun and oven thanks well dude i printed white on i printed white ink on black shirts and i cured it in my oven as a matter of fact with the little heat gun so what you have will work for pretty much everything, but it's going to be super time consuming. I would definitely invest in a flash cure unit just because you're getting into it. Why the hell not put another five hundo into it? They're, it's going to make your life a lot easier. But if you're not going to, water-based ink on light garments will air dry. It will air dry. But if you're trying to print anything on dark, you're going to have to do a print flash print kind of thing unless you use discharge. With discharge, it's probably the easiest white print to pull off with your heat gun because you can and you'll literally watch it turn to white as you're heat gunning it. You got options, man, but yeah, I would stick with. Okay, to start, discharge for white uh, and water-based inks, and you'll be good to go. Screw plastisol at the moment, man. That's that's what I would say. But take do experiment, experiment with it. Because when I started, I would do the, like trying to do the thing, I would do a print, use a little heat gun to try to, to flash cure it so that I could do my second white print. And it took so long that it, it was kind of infuriating. I quickly got myself a flash dryer because I couldn't deal with it. Uh, Jason Inns likes Union and Rutland ink. I can't stand Rutland. I feel like they're really hard to print manually. The new perfect white, the perfect white from Ryanette. Have not tried that yet. Are you talking about the lava? white the will flex white i have i have some of that here now for for me to do my white ink comparison uh within the next week or so i am going to be doing a white plastisol comparison from all the major ones we're going to have lava traditional will flex union bright cotton white um what else do i have i have 180 ink which is a new one and then there's another one in there but i can't remember what. oh it's it's an old one it's called night or something but yeah, I'm going to be making a video on that very soon. What's a good water-based cleaner? Gosh darn it, man. People ask me these brands, and I'm so shitty with branding when it comes to this stuff. I just, I've tried numerous different things, and then I try the one that works. Hang on. I think we use Eco something. It's all soy-based. Hang on one sec. Uh, yeah, right now I think we're using the env – no, that's not right, dude. That's EnviroHaze. I don't know, to be honest with you, what brand we're using because we have EnviroHaze, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the uh, haze remover stuff. What do you – okay. Just use the same ink. Okay, Fly says use the same ink on press cleaner you use for Plastisol. Yeah, or and with water-based, you can just use water too at the end of it. It's all – 
Yeah, water base is nice in that in that aspect of stuff. Uh, Clearcut Graphics says, "What do you think of the MNR Chameleon Press?" Yeah, the Chameleon's dope, the big dog. I was going through it. I thought you were talking about, but that's the cruiser. We have the Sidewinder. The Chameleon's the big dog. It's designed for pre-press on MNR automatics. Not for pre-press. It's designed for sample printing on automatics or to go hand in hand with the MNR automatics. But it's a dope press. It is super heavy to to swing the pallets and to swing the. Pr it's such a heavy press. Everything about it is exhausting. But it's industrial shit. Dave Brown, currently carrying with a flash dryer. It sucks, but totally works and doable until I can prove myself I need a conveyor dryer. Yeah, man, at, at, home, at, at home thing, you can do it with the with the flash dryer. Like I said, when you're ready to cure it, just lift the shirt off of the pallet to get like an air gap between the pallet and the shirt and the dryer, and it'll dry faster. It'll get it done. Thanks a lot, George Leon. You're welcome for the feedback, no problem. Oh, okay, so Elevation says it, it, it was the lava, but now they've called it Perfect White. This is from the Wilflex lava that Ryan is making. I just can't help thinking it's exactly the same as the traditional Wilflex White that we had and hated because it was super thick and hard to print. If you've never compared the Union to the Wilflex White, the Union prints like butter. Wilflex White prints like concrete. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Water just cleans up wa water. It works just fine to clean up water-based ink. Been thinking about okay, Jason. It's been thinking about the 180 inks. You like them, yeah? Ride beats. We have that. I just got the 180 in right now, and I'm saving that along with a couple of other brands. I'm gonna do a a test against the five top white inks. I'm gonna try to really zoom in on it and show what the print quality looks like. I'm gonna try to figure out a way to visually represent how they feel. I got big plans for this. I'm hoping that I can make this one like a viral video. Probably will never happen, but. <clears throat> and I'm just reading. If you guys just joined in, I'm doing the Q&A right now. Uh, at the end of this Q&A, make sure to go back to the beginning of this because we touched on a lot of really cool topics. Uh, but also, if you're just coming in, welcome to the Print Life Live podcast. And everybody remember that after this is over, uh, you can also find it in podcast format on Google Play and on iTunes under the Print Life podcast. So if you want to listen to it while you're working out or while you're driving, you have those options. Clearcut Graphics. After following you for six months, we're just about to sign for our 6,000 square foot unit. Man, you guys are about to crush it. Nope, you're already moving ahead of me. I have no advice for you. Because that's what I'm trying to do right now. And I just keep having things pop up that are causing me issues. Giving advice on how to lay equipment out. I mean, to me, just from our experience with the shop we have, though, layout matters very much. Everything needs to be a production line. So, like, like if you imagine when you're starting, you start the job, you walk from the graphics department, you want the shortest walk from the graphics department to the screen burning department. You know, you burn the screens, you go directly to expose it. Uh, once it's exposed, you should have a very short jaunt to the press. Uh, once it's done with the press, you want it to be able to go right back to the reclamation station. So that can be at the end of the thing or at the beginning, but everything just needs to flow circularly. 
the ink station needs to be like close to the presses as short of a walk as possible everything you always just imagine circular and you always imagine how you can make it easy to where when people are walking you don't want this to happen you want it to be kind of like do 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 and there's never anyone going this way that's all it is that's efficiency 101 and you never want people bumping elbows that's it just keep it circular but that's just uh, you know well yeah we have issues because we have space concerns so it's a fucking our shop is a constant problem because we're always bumping into each other we're just too small we're maxed out uh are you near the city or outside we are directly in downtown phoenix but downtown phoenix is kind of like a post-apocalyptic city it's a city it's got some buildings but until the last five years, until about five years ago, pretty much no one lived here. Now it's starting to have this, this tech boom and a lot of tech companies from San Francisco are moving to downtown. So it's starting to blow up, uh, which is why the prices of everything are starting to go crazy. Right, Beach? Yo, what up? What up? What up? Anyone who's here, welcome. So stoked that you're here. Hang in. Uh, ask me your questions. I think we made it in an hour, though, guys. Rye Beats has the question. Aluminum pallets, worth it? Other than the warping on the wood ones, what's the biggest deal breaker on aluminum pallets? Just the cost, man. Like, we get all of ours from Action Engineering. It's been a while since I bought one, and I could be misquoting this, but I think, I think, I think that they're 180 bucks a piece for, like, your standard 16 by 20s. I think. I feel like they might have been over 200 bucks, but that's the biggest thing is the cost. But the great thing about them is once you've invested in them, it's pretty much a lifetime thing. Aluminum. It's as long as, and, and, and in my opinion, personally, if you're going to buy aluminum, you try to get a, an M and R conversion because M and you can resell an M and R because there's all, whether Anna, whether riot or rock takes over, which it looks like it's going to literally take over the automatic scene. Uh, M and R will still always be around. And when it comes to buying used, you probably just want to have a conversion with M and R cause you'll be able to unload M and R pallets quicker than anything, but they're really an investment. M and R pallets are an investment. You can change the rubber. They're just a solid chunk of aluminum. So they're pretty much indestructible unless you have crazy people in your shop. And I'm not saying you don't have one of those cause it could very well be the case. Creative Design and Inc. What podcast do you listen to? Sounds like you listen to Crystalila. Uh, no, I listen to podcasts. I like the Tim Ferriss show. What else? Are, what, and I like the fighter and the kid. Sort of. And then I also have a lot of like marketing podcasts and stuff like that. So those are the ones that I really like. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything. Will this chat log be gone after this live cast? Yes. This is what everyone's been complaining about. Cause like, uh, with faith, everyone kind of was saying, we'll go to Facebook because then the chat is there after you close it down. Whereas with YouTube, once this thing closes, this chat disappears forever. It's kind of a bummer. Originally I had it feeding on the side, but everyone got irritated by it but I had it kind of doing its thing on the side. Would you guys be okay with having it kind of be, um, you know, maybe right here. Maybe it just takes up. So at least you kind of have me at 720. You wouldn't be able to read it anyway. It's silly. Nah. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. 
Okay, Beasel Bubble says, if you're going to pay 100 bucks for MDF, and then, of course, you're cutting it and all the blah, 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 and you got to buy the bracket, might as well just go with aluminum. It's beer math, and I do get beer math. Cheers to beer math. <sighs> when you're the owner, you can drink on the job. Pallet rubber, is it necessary on aluminum? No. Nope. Not at all. I think you actually get a cleaner... Um, we have six pallets that don't have rubber on them clean to the thing and and some and I, I think in a lot of cases it actually gives you a cleaner print but it's not as forgiving and i find it harder to print manually on the base aluminum but i bet you if you had an automatic it would be smoother and easier to print just because it's it's like crispy base like hard metal like that the print is crispy 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 it's like a solid wall sheared off by a razor blade the white ink just like whoosh, it's beautiful yeah the video will be up guys but the chat disappears and i know but a lot of people were telling me that they'd like to have the chat around because there's a lot of good information in here like our dude jason he he comes in and answers questions and i do think it would be valuable to have access to the chat but apparently the only way we can do that is if we also if we move it to Facebook cuz at the moment YouTube deletes this thing. But this thing's going to it's going to progress and YouTube will progress and I think at some point they'll figure out that we want the live chat as part of the thing. Any help for finding more screen printing work new to the screen printing? Brother, if we had great answers to that, we'd all be millionaires. All you do is do the best you can on every job you get. And if you do the absolute best you can, over time, people will talk about you. And as they talk about you, you grow. Or you get a budget together, you go to Google AdWords, and you start an AdWords campaign. Uh, yeah, like I think with the rubber – again, like I was saying, like, like we've noticed with the manual printing, it's a little – I feel like it's easier just to get like garment penetration on the rubber pallets than on the base aluminum pallets. But I, I don't know. I think the print of the ease of printing is easier with rubber, I think. And it's also a little bit more forgiving. Uh, like on an aluminum pallet, if you get a little chunk of lint in there somewhere, like you see it through the print. Whereas on the rubber, you, you can have quite a bit of, of funkiness and unevenness in the tack and stuff, and it won't show up. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why to go one way or the other. Gotta go, guys. I'm a gorilla, dude. Thank you for tuning in. And I think I'm gonna call it too, guys, because this has been an hour-long feed. So we're making it. This shit is working. Uh, everybody that tuned in, y'all know that I love you. The print fam is growing every day. Make sure once this feed ends that you share it on all your social media. Make sure that you share my vlogs. Make sure you share my tutorials. Let's get the print fam growing. Let's get the print fam hopping on all cylinders. You don't hop on all cylinders. Let's get the the, the print fam you know, doing something. Doing something on all cylinders. Let's get, a, yeah, let's get it doing something. Uh, let me read my outro to make sure I don't miss anything. Uh, we're doing Wednesdays at 4 p.m. now because switching it to 4, we got a little bit more people in the thing. Um, remember, guys, what I want from you more than anything is to share your damn shop news with me. Doesn't got to be big. Just go to Twitter, hashtag the print fam, whatever news you got, uh, hashtag it. Twitter, hashtag some shop news with the print fam or print fam, hashtag print fam. 
that's our hashtag from this point forward the print life is used by all kinds of things our hashtag is now print fam print fam print fam print fam hashtag anything you want me to see with print fam but or direct message me your news in um instagram or go to the facebook print group and just get me your damn news because i really want to spread what you got going on on this feed guys it's important to me i mean i feel like we need to be a community the only way we can do that though is if you're submitting your damn news so submit your damn news uh make sure you've liked subscribe share ding the bell you know and you know and uh that's it folks we made it through another one y'all are beautiful take care of yourselves print fam peace the fuck out y'all Oh, I gotta put my end.